What's the soup with DJ Soups? I know it's been a little while since my last podcast. I've been really busy and preoccupied with my radio show on BFF.fm. That is a weekly show. It's more music-based, so feel free to check that out. It's online. Uh, My show is on at 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. on Tuesdays. I obviously don't expect you to wake up at that time and listen, So you can actually stream it after it airs. Um, Just go to bff.fm, go to the schedule and look for What's the Soup with DJ Soups. And under there, there will be the archive of all my shows. So listen to it there. Um, I'm not going to not do the podcast anymore because this is like my baby. I have a little more... This is more like where I can talk about things and, like, review things. The radio show is more music-based, which I think is a good idea just because of, like, you know, legal reasons and such. Don't forget that I also have a Spotify playlist that's titled What's the Soup with DJ Soups. It has all the songs that I play on the radio show, so you can always follow that. Also, did you guys notice I got a new intro song? Hope you guys liked it. It was created by... Uh, DJ Matty D, um, Matt Descala. His artist name is Descala. Look him up. Super talented. Thank you so much, Matt. I love it. So this episode's going to be a little different. I didn't go to Lightning in a Bottle. So this is my best friend Mackenzie. This is her experience at Lightning in a Bottle. And I know a lot of people that do go to Lightning in a Bottle. So I wanted to kind of like get someone's perspective and kind of talk about it and such. So I hope you guys like this. Before we get into us discussing Lightning in a Bottle, I want to give you some history of Lightning in a Bottle. So Lightning in a Bottle is a music festival in Central Valley area of California, and it's currently run by the Do Lab. And the first big Lightning in a Bottle was held in 2006. So the Dulab's mission statement is the Dulab seeks to promote s- sustainability, personal health, and creative expression. Lightning in a Bottle is one of the largest and most influential of a new kind of transformational festivals described as slightly smaller and centered around psychedelic art, electronic dance music, ecological sustainability, community building, workshops, and yoga. Lightning in a Bottle got their name and start from Jesse and Josh Fleming throwing a private birthday party in 1999 in the woods of Los Padres Forest. The birthday celebration happened each year and became such a success, and thus Lightning in a Bottle was born on a smaller scale in 2004. And then in 2006, the Woogie stage appeared and the Do Lab started to have a greater influence and presence in Lightning in a Bottle. Lightning in a Bottle has had many homes throughout the years and it's just grown and grown into something way bigger than they would have ever imagined. Lightning in a Bottle has a lot of different aspects to it making it truly a -a one-of-a-kind festival.
Alrighty, so tell me about lightning in a bottle. Um, okay, so this year was my fifth lightning in a bottle, and it was um, at a new venue this year, so there was a lot of anticipation um, and kind of concerns and, you know, hopes just for the change of venue. Um, myself and um, like my friend Leanna that I went with that was her fourth lightning in a bottle I believe and we both really had like our hearts set in Bradley where it used to be so um, just a lot of big changes this year um, uh, same amount of days it's if you count the day that you pack up and leave with early arrival it's six days you get there on Wednesday and leave on Monday Jeez. and in terms of so I'll just like start from the beginning um I bought my car camping pass late this year. Um, I think I bought it like two, like a week and a half before the event. And the only thing that was super frustrating when we first got there is uh, my friend Leanna and her boyfriend Roger didn't have any issues um, getting in. And when we were in line with our cars and they were ahead of us and they went right through. And um, since I bought my car camping past late I didn't have the sticker and so when they check your cars and one thing that I love about lightning in a bottle is they are always amazing about the way that they check cars like they kind of just poke their heads in and like the guy who checked our car he stuck his hand like through our window and he was like hey guys like I'm just gonna stick my hand in here and pretend like I'm looking around for things a couple seconds here all right you guys are good like they don't open your car doors or anything. Sometimes they, they'll open the trunk of your car. Um, compared to like when I went to Nocturnal Wonderland back in 2016, and no one had told us that they literally take everything out of your car and go through like all of your suitcase, like every single bag in your car, and like so just the difference compared. Like people, that's one thing that people love about LIB is. You know, it's just, it's always much more laid back. But so anyways, so lightning in a bottle is free form. And that means that um, like the camping area, it's not like insomniac festivals where you get like a little rectangle, you get a little box and they file you in whatever order that you arrive in with the cars. And, um, and that's, you know, whoever's in front of you and whoever's behind you and your car, that's who you you camp next to mm -hmm. and lightning in a bottle is free form so you get there and you can take as much space as you want <laughs> and you can park your car wherever you want and this year was the first year where when we were driving into the camping area they actually had workers filing the cars next to each other and kind of directing us where to park and how much space to put in between each car and there wasn't like lines on the ground or anything but that was I don't want to say irritating because sounds you know like oh my gosh you're not giving me enough space for my campsite but um that so that was kind of different they've never done that before and um I mean it all worked out but usually like you can drive wherever you want and they were kind of filling us up lot by lot and they had people directing us where to go and then they would restart the line and so um that was a little different but our camp spot ended up being um, pretty nice. We were super close to the water. I mean, the water went all along the entire festival. Um, 
but it was nice that we were just like a block I guess is what you would call it because the campsites they all have street names and stuff so we were just like a street away from the water so um, the couple of days that we weren't in the festival when the sun was going down all we had to do was just walk like two minutes and we were right down at the water to watch the sun go down and um yeah so so that was the start of it where um, where was it like what was the venue called like what city was um, it in it was in bakersfield and it was at buena vista buena vista lake or buena vista recreational area um okay as opposed to previous years when it was in Bradley. So it was a farther drive for us. A lot of people in SoCal were super happy about it because it was much closer for them. Yeah. But um, I live in um, Tahoe right now. Um, But the distance from the Bay Area to the old venue was about three and a half hours. And from the Bay Area to this venue, it was about five a little over five hours including stops so yeah it was a farther drive I mean you're you know by the time you get down to Bakersfield you're hop skipping a jump away from SoCal itself yeah. so um just depends on where you're coming from but yeah it was at Buena Vista Lake a smaller venue so they didn't sell as many tickets this year the festival was um Leanna and myself uh, my friend that I went with were talking about just we were comparing the sizes of the venue and the new venue is at least like half the size of the old one, if not a little bit smaller. Dang. Um, and I think that's all about preference. Some people prefer, you know, the smaller venue as opposed, cause this venue, one, one nice, really nice thing about this venue, it was, it was completely flat. There was no hills or, anything at all as opposed to the old location in Bradley the entire festival grounds is all hills mm-hmm. everywhere you go you're walking up and down hills and some of the hills are super steep and it's not as easily accessible for everyone mm-hmm. you know like being at a venue location that it was at this year if someone was you know wheelchair bound or on crutches or something it definitely would have been easier for them to consider going to the festival or be able to walk around because of the flat grounds Mm -hmm. um so that was really nice and there was grass at this venue which was pretty cool (laughs) the old (laughs) venue didn't have any grass it was all sticks and dirt (laughs) and dirt um so yeah it was nice to have some patchy grasses to sit down on and Mm -hmm. so in terms of the weather that so our first like 36 to 48 hours at lightning in a bottle were insane like (laughs) absolutely crazy and the main reason for that is because of the weather Mm -hmm. so we get there and the weather the way the weather was when we first got there was basically how it ended up being the rest of the time and so we get there and it's hot you know it's like in the 80s and there's good festival weather yeah yeah (laughs) for now festival weather weather. But it was in the forecast um, for there for it to rain, and you know it was all over Reddit and all over the Facebook page, and everyone was talking about how it says that it was going to rain, and it was was showing that it was supposed to rain for like three days. But a bunch of locals in Bakersfield, people were saying they were like, "Oh, it says that every year around this time, it always says that it's going to pour and it's going to rain, and it never actually happens. It just gets like 
cloudy or overcast, but it, you know, it never really turns out to be anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw your Snapchats on... and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So first night, everything is fine. Um, it, you know, it's just like regular the weather when we got there was nice and sunny a slight breeze and then it cooled down at nighttime and then we wake up on Thursday and it was overcast which was nice because um we got to sleep in a little bit a little bit longer um and so it ended up being overcast most of the day and then we get um you know it's like lightning in a bottle is like any other festival they send us notifications through our phones throughout mm-hmm. the week and do they have an app um mm-hmm, they do um, and so we get a notification that there's going to be like a thunder and a lightning storm. At and, a lightning but, in know, a bottle. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, like you hear stuff like that and everyone's like, ah, like, yeah, whatever. There's the chances of that actually happening. You know, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And then, and then, so, um, we do get thunder and at first that's all, that's, that's all it is. It's just thunder, but. Um, and so we had thunder for a couple hours and this was at nighttime. This was like after the sun went down and it started to get dark and then we started getting lightning. And so, yes, there was, we had literal lightning at lightning (laughs) kind of cool. And so we had this thunder and lightning storm going on for a couple of hours and then the rain came (laughs) and at first it wasn't that bad. (laughs) It started off as like a little sprinkle, and everyone was like, "Oh, haha!" Like, look at, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it kept coming, and before we knew it, it was dumping. It was pouring down oh rain, my god. like so hard, and it just came out of like none of us. At least, I feel like most of us were not prepared for that kind of rain because everyone was saying like, "Oh yeah, it might rain," but. You know, if it does, it's going to be a light rain. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And nobody was expecting for, like, torrential downpour. (laughs) And and so it just dumped on us for, like, a couple hours. And mind you, like, in the camp area, it's all, like, dry dirt and mud. And so once it started raining, the mud was, like, horrific. Just like, was it like mud globe? What was that? Was it like mud globe? Oh yeah, it, after, yes, it was absolutely <laughs> mud globe. It was like light lightning and mud, and like every step you took, it, you know, when you're like walking through mud, and it you just it, you suction, you have to suction cup your feet out of the mud, and it was so thick <laughs> and goopy, and you literally couldn't like if you were wearing flip flops, like your flip flops would get stuck in the mud and you would try to take a step and it would just like break because it was yeah. like just totally grabbing on to to any kind of shoes that you had on your feet oh boy so um and so it rained off and on like all night long and that um that was yeah Thursday night and that night um um, my boyfriend and I were up like all night long and, um, and part of the reason, um, was so around like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, we're just <clears throat> about to get ready to go to bed and it's still like pouring down rain. And 
the tent that I camp in is like my really, really old family tent. It's the tent is like at least 20 plus years old. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it's ever seen rain like that before. So for the most part, like a good portion of our tent stayed dry, but the side area that I had all my clothes in and everything, everything uh -oh. in there got soaking wet because the water was just like leaking through the tent. And so a ton of stuff in our tent got wet and, um, and you know, it was just crazy, like to just sit there and just hear like the rain. And I was just like, this is insane. Like I, I've been camping my entire life. I grew up camping and I've never even being the camping veteran that I am, I've never experienced anything like that. Like to go from sunshine to thunder to lightning to downpour of rain and just everything being soaking wet and everything got super muddy. And then we were just about to go to bed Thursday night or technically Friday morning and some guy stumbles into our campsite and uh, my boyfriend Dave like stuck his head up because he thought that it was my friend's boyfriend like trying to put things away and hide them from the rain so he stuck his head out and was going to ask him if he needed any help and turns out it's some guy that we had obviously didn't know he was like going through our stuff oh and, um not yeah. okay <laughs> and i so i didn't see any of this i was laying down like closing my eyes and obviously he was not sober <laughs> yeah well. <laughs> um, and so dave goes out there and he you know he's like all right he's just like hey man like what's going on what are you doing and um so he puts on his jacket and steps out there for a second and then he comes back in the tent and wakes me up and he's like hey come on you're gonna come sit outside with me and i was like all right <laughs> so we sit outside with this guy for like 45 minutes just talking to him because Dave was kind of like, all right, like, fine, you want to, because he, he tried to tell us, he was like, oh, I was just trying to find some shelter from the rain and, you know, duck in somewhere really quick. And so he was like, all right, cool, well, we'll we're going to sit out here with you and we'll hang out with you until you're ready to keep going back to your camp. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously he wasn't trying to yeah, do that. Yeah, and that's why he, you know, probably why we ended up sitting out there with him for so long and... That was, at this time, like, it was starting to get light outside, and it was, like, 6.30 in the morning, and it was still pouring down rain, and I think by time, like, 7-ish rolls around, the rain finally starts to lighten up, and we're like, all right, like, the rain's kind of letting up, like, you should head back to your camp while you can, also because we were super tired and wanted to go to bed, and it was 7 o'clock in the morning, and so we finally got rid of him. Um, and he started to walk back to camp, but that was just kind of like a, I mean, it's kind of inevitable. Like when you're at a camping festival, you're going to have, I feel like it's just part of the experience, you know, things like that happen and you can't really do anything about it. You just got to roll with it. Um, yeah, well, I feel like, but, so yeah. And then Friday, Friday came around and, um, the weather kind of let up and it started to the sun started to come out again and from basically like midday friday to the rest of the festival it was sunshine eight you know mid 80 degrees it was just like an absolutely crazy like first you know 
36, 48 hours that we were there is just like so many wild things happen. And <laughs> yeah. Just, like the weather itself, that was just insane. And um, it was my boyfriend's first time not only ever going to a festival, but ever going to a camping music festival. So <clears throat> it was kind of funny. My friend Leanna and I just kept telling him, we were like, you know, we've done this hundreds of times and this is even crazy for us. Like, it's not <laughs> usually like this. This is, this is wild, even, you know, for people who have been doing this for years. So, yeah. Just a wild experience. Well, well just a, yeah, like a crazy start to the weekend. It's just, you know, like I said, I've been camping my entire life and I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah, before, I, I so. don't think I've ever been camping in the rain either. Like, I've been camping when it was, like, you know, like moist from, like, the fog mm-hmm. and stuff, but, like, never, like, pouring rain (laughs) yeah geez that must have been i can't even imagine that's i'm still like that's crazy about that guy like i feel like it's an unwritten rule when you're at a camping festival or camping in general just don't you're not supposed to like touch other people's stuff you know yeah and that's something that um you know it's a question that people i feel it comes up a lot like people who it's their first time going to a camping music festival or you know and they're like well and I see it pop up on like Facebook groups and stuff people are worried about other people you know stealing things or going into other people's tents and it's like well yeah obviously it's a possibility but that's kind of I mean not like not only a risk that you take but like you said it's like an unwritten rule and like yeah festival community like we're all taking the same risk bringing our stuff and everything being out in the open you know but the best you can do is just hope that you know people are good and that yeah it's just it's like an amount of trust that you kind of just put in the people and that's also why it's a good thing to befriend the people that you camp around Mm -hmm. and why I always try to do that every year is you know make friends with the people that you're camping next to and invite them into your campsite because once you create that bond and that relationship with them you feel much more comfortable and in previous years um so the this year there was only four of us it was like I said it was myself my boyfriend and then um my friend Leanna and her boyfriend Roger Mm -hmm. and um so it's just the four of us. And in previous years, my group that I usually camp with at Lightning in a Bottle, we're like 20 plus people deep. We usually have a huge camp. So that was another big change this year. Not only the crazy weather and the new venue and the new dates um, and all of that, but also just the significant drop in the amount of people that were in our group this year, which yeah. I'm not going to lie, it was kind of a nice change. I mean, I love my my lightning in a bottle group and everyone, um, but it was, you know, kind of nice to step back and just have, like, the group, just the four of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <clears throat> but, um, so, tying that into befriending the people that you camp with, um, just a good example of that is, so my second year at lightning in a bottle, Um, we have like the original people in um, our camp we are called Camp Hot Mess and um, and 
so yeah my second year at lightning in a bottle where we were camping we kind of like i befriended the people that were around us and that is what originally or what like initially started our our group Mm -hmm. and over the and that was in 2016 and just over the past couple years we've grown and grown and yeah last year I think we had like 20 25 people all together in our camp and it's just grown into you know a beautiful group of friends and we all love each other and even aside from that um at other festivals I've made friends with the people that I've camped next to and you know some of them are still really good friends like you can meet and make people that you'll be friends with for the rest of your life mm-hmm. so that's nice it seems like I remember you telling me back a while ago when the date <laughs> changed that that's I mean that's why I couldn't go because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I wasn't even in the country and I was like I was ready like I <laughs> had money set aside I was like okay we're gonna do it like I'm gonna go this year like it's gonna happen and then they were like JK we're changing the date and I was like well never mind yeah and that's why we lost almost everyone in our um in our group this year is because of the date changes because so many people are still in school school finals Mm -hmm. and um so that was definitely a huge huge factor as to why um a lot of people not only people in my camp but um just other friends you know like you and other people that had been talking about wanting to go and ended up not being able to make it this year is because of the date changes so that's something else is a lot of people are interested to see if um you know the dates are going to stay the same next year if they're going to go back to their old dates Mm -hmm. um there is also because it, it would have been this coming weekend, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. according to all of my memories on Snapchat and Facebook <laughs> and everything, I think Memorial yeah, Day today, weekend. Today's Wednesday, so mm-hmm. we would have been leaving today. Yeah, we would have been probably. What time is it? It's about three p.m. Yeah, we probably would have just been getting there. Yeah, camp like right now. I remember. I was like, makes, makes me kind of sad to think about, but it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember when I was, like, planning it out, because I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to go to Europe, but then I come back, like, I came back, like, last week, and I was like, oh, like, that's fine, I'll be able to go, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I'm really bummed I didn't go. Maybe next year, next year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So, tell me about, like, the music and, like, the lineup, and then, uh, what else, like, the setup of, like, the festival, like decorations like art kind of like how snow globe has like art and stuff like that i know snow globe and lightning in a bottle you say tend to have like similar stuff Mm -hmm. um so yeah talk about the lineup what you enjoyed most um so the lineup and i you know this is just my personal opinion Mm -hmm. um other people could think differently but this year the music felt like um, I mean, aside from all the Wookiee artists, because people who don't know, there's three stages. There's Lightning, which is the main stage, mm-hmm. Thunder, which is kind of a mix of trap and bass and like drum and bass and pretty much anything else that they want to throw in there. And then there's the Wookiee, and the Wookiee is strictly house music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so aside from all the artists that are at the Wookiee, because it's only house, mm-hmm. um, it felt like. I don't even know 
like what kind of genre to classify all of this under but the music felt like um a lot of the art it seemed like they went in more of like an indie kind of direction with all of the artists that they had and they also had a lot of really like um trippy psychedelic kind of artists like um charles the first is mm. kind of like a uh he's i don't <laughs> not explain it's like trippy spacey just like psychedelic weird yeah. um you know kind of noises and so it seemed like there was a lot of that because there was him and then then we saw him and he was just absolutely incredible my um my friend liana um after his set (laughs) she she kind of looked at us and she was like i feel like that was a religious experience (laughs) (laughs) and like desert dwellers is kind of um you know similar Mm -hmm. to stuff and so I, I really enjoyed the music this year. Um, I thought the lineup was really, really good. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, who I mean, who were, like, some of, like, the bigger artists? Because I know there was one year that... I don't know if it was this year or last year, but, like, Anderson Pack was there. Yeah, that was last year. Last year, uh, yeah. They, and, they like, have, Bass like... Nectar has... Bass Nectar was uh lib uh i want to say two two years ago um but this year we had um like frameworks and big gigantic was there Ooh, big gigantic. Uh, disclosure was there this year did you see and disclosure we saw like half of disclosure we split um that was on was that sunday night that might have been yeah it was on the last night um disclosure closed out the main stage and then closey closed out thunder and so we did a lot of like splitting hopping around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so something else i'll say about the lineup like to people who may be considering going is a lot of people that i talk to about lightning in a bottle i've heard the same thing a bunch of times people say and they're like oh yeah like it sounds like fun but i've never considered going because i never know anyone on the lineup oh and that's not an excuse. I mean, I can understand some people's, like, thoughts of, like, not wanting to go somewhere because of the lineup. But when it comes... I feel like when it comes to, like, Lightning in a Bottle and, like, other, like, festivals like Lightning in a Bottle, you don't really go for the lineup. Yeah. Like, you and go for, like, the experience and, like, everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and the lineup just happens to be one of them. That, yes usually for most festivals the music is like the main reason why you go you know um but a festival like lightning in a bottle i try to tell people the music is such a small portion of the festival because there is so much else to do while you're there and not only is it not the main I mean, it's, like, part of the festival, but it's also a great way to find new artists and discover, Mm. um, you know, just new music that you like. And that happens to me every single year. You know, you'd be walking around the festival grounds and you walk past the stage that's playing music and you kind of stop. And that happened to me this year, too. Um, I mean, I had, so I had heard of Frameworks and I actually kind of wanted to see Frameworks, and then in the just, you know, we got caught up in everything on Friday, and was I wasn't paying attention to the time, and um, totally missed 
the set time for frameworks and it just so happens that when we were walking we were walking into the festival to go see shiba-san at the woogie and we were walking past lightning and i remember i was like man i'm like really feeling this music right now and so i asked my friends i was like hey guys you want to like stay here for a second because i'm like really digging this and i took a video because i was like i don't know who this is i don't know what song this is but i'm gonna take a video and i'll figure it out later (laughs) and and um we ended up catching like the last 15 minutes of the set and then after looking at the schedule like the timestamp that the videos from look at the schedule it ended up being frameworks (laughs) who i wanted to see anyway so Mm -hmm. that kind of worked out but um yeah, there, in previous years, there's I can't tell you how many times I've just been been walking by a stage and I'm like, man, I'm like really digging what they're playing right now, and I'll take a picture or a quick video just so I can reference the timestamp mm-hmm. from when it's from and look yeah. back at the schedule and figure out who it is. Like, and I love that Lightning in a Bottle. They always, you know, they have like a couple big names, but they really try to bring in a, like a lot smaller names because you have the three main stages but then there's a bunch of other smaller stages too there's like the grand artique and there's the beacon and then this year they had the stacks and so it's like all of these smaller stages that have smaller artists play and a lot of the time they tend to go later than the main stages which end at two and Sometimes, like, places like the Grand Artique in previous years has been known to go until, like, 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning. And so mm-hmm. it's it's cool to have, like, those late-night things going on. And that's another great thing about Lightning in a Bottle is that, like, most festivals, once the main stages end or the last artist plays, like, that's it. Everyone has to leave. Like, get out, go home, go back to your camp like lightning you can walk around at any time of the day any time of the night if it's five o'clock in the morning and you're awake and you feel like going for a stroll you can walk in and you can you know wander around and because there's always people up there's always people walking around and that kind of goes hand in hand with what i was saying about how lightning in a bottle is free form and that's something that people cherish so much about the festival it's just the fact that it's open there's no gates to and from like the camping area although so this year they did have I would classify it as like a checkpoint it wasn't another gate or another entrance that you had to walk through they weren't checking your backpacks and you could still have like cups in your hand it was literally one security guard standing by a trash can and they just didn't want you to walk into the festival grounds like holding like a can of beer or something that was Mm. obviously alcohol yeah so Um, for like bottles and cans and stuff yeah you know um so in previous years that hasn't mattered there was never just like one entrance and exit to and from the campgrounds there was a bunch of different places that you could enter from um so there was a lot of people talking about that because they mentioned somewhere in like one of the emails that got sent out before the festival that you know like oh no alcohol and that I forget how they worded it but they said that worded it in a way that made everyone start to freak out like there was gonna be another entrance to get through mm-hmm. um so yes and no like I said it was literally just one security guard standing there telling people like okay you need to chug that and then throw it away but you know you could also still just put 
beers in your backpack or something or <laughs> put a drink like under a jacket and walk. they just don't want to see you like they, they weren't really enforcing it I think it was more so they put that person there and had them doing that to make the county happy and make like the sheriff's department happy yeah um but so um but yeah anyways going back to what I was talking about that's just a great thing about it is you know even after the main stages are done with their music there's still plenty of other places that you can go around there was a little tea hut that we checked out um on the last night and they had like a little jam band playing outside and then they had a bunch of people like um a bunch of carpets laid out and so people could sit or you could take a nap if you wanted and then you could walk into this little tea house and there was a girl like sitting in the center and you kind of waited your turn and there was pillows on the ground and when people left you could move up and it was like a half circle and you could go up and she would ask you if you would like some tea and you can sit there and talk to people and you know meet the people that you're sitting next to and drink some tea and now when you're ready you can go back outside and hang out there as long as you want (coughs) excuse me and um the guy who was playing music out there at the time at one point he was like yeah if anyone else happens to have any instruments on them and want to come up here and like join me and play some music you know please feel free to do that and um and then there is there's tons of art and they a cool thing about lightning in a bottle too is they always have um interactive art Mm -hmm. or structures that you can climb on or climb through or play on and like this year one of the ones that um people were talking about the most is if i remember correctly i think it was called the black box and it was kind of like a semi sort of maze but it was like this really really creepy house and they had all of the, like these little rooms and everything was super old and there was like lights flickering huh. and there was this one room that had a super like really old tiny tv that was playing this um like really short but creepy like black and white video on oh loop. god and so you'd walk into the room the tv was in the corner and it had like this creepy old video that was just playing on a loop Ooh. and there was all these like different hallways that you could go down and um and so that was and you know it's just like you can just wander in there and walk through it and it was kind of like a maze and there was like a really old bathroom and that had a super old bathtub and like fake blood on it and um <laughs> so it's you know it's cool there's always like that's half of the fun too of the festival is just just go explore like you never know what you're gonna find there was yeah. like a witch's hut this year hmm. that had um you know a bunch of candles and um I don't really know what the purpose of the witch's hut was. I think they did like a couple classes there or something um but yeah there's just so many things you know you just never really know what you're gonna stumble into <laughs> yeah so what was like your favorite part of this year I don't know it's always that's always such a hard question to boil it down to to one moment yeah um because really just everything like the entire year was or the entire festival this year was just so good so many good things it honestly would be hard to 
bring it down to one moment. Um, the sunsets are lightning in a bottle. I don't know what it is. There's just something about the sunsets that are absolutely magical. And my friend Leanna and I were kind of worried about that this year because obviously it's at a new venue and the mm-hmm. sunsets were such a big deal at the old venue and we were like man like what if they're not as good and what if you can't really see the sun go down and there were all these concerns but the venue stayed true lightning in a bottle stayed true to its magical sunsets mm-hmm. and they were just as good this year so what was like okay so now that was like the best so what was your least favorite part hmm Honestly, probably just the rain because, I mean, we had, like, our shade structure to keep everything out of the the rain. <laughs> but, um, and thankfully it wasn't the entire festival. It was just, like, yeah. a short period of time of really, really, really intense rain. But we weren't, we were prepared, like I said, for it to maybe sprinkle or lightly rain. We weren't prepared for it to pour down and dump on us mm-hmm. the way that it did. So... Um, and then the mud the mud sucked because I remember at one point I really had to go to the bathroom and thankfully it was dark outside so um, I chose not to walk all the way to the porta potties (laughs) your imagination (laughs) because you literally couldn't walk in the mud and so I mean one good thing was that thankfully the mud actually dried really quickly like as soon as the sun came out on Friday everyone it was actually super nice because it like hardened instantly Mm -hmm. so it was just that short you know period of time that just really sucked like really really bad and then um you know the typical getting woken up by the sun at like 7 30 in the morning because the sun comes out and you get super hot in your tent and you can't stay in your tent anymore and so you have to wake up and come outside but what Dave and I would do is um, he brought like a like a fluffy kind of thin uh, mattress pad mm-hmm. type thing and we would wake up in the morning from the sun from it being like really hot in the tent and then um, like lay that down and lay a towel over it and then literally just like go back to sleep outside <laughs> of the tent basically kind of like laying on the ground but we were laying on like the mattress pad and yeah that's what we did um yeah, basically every morning, which ended up working. It wasn't fine. And then you got the nice little breeze coming through camp, you know, yeah. cool and whatnot. Um, yeah, otherwise, I you know, I really don't have much to complain about this year. I got to do a lot of things that I always wanted to do. They have um, a sound healing or also some people call it like the gong meditation Mm-hmm. And this was my fifth year at Lightning in a Bottle, and I have wanted to do the sound healing every single year. And I finally got to do it this year, and I'm so happy. And it's just, um, <clears throat> it's like, you know, they have the gongs and um, the really long, long tubes. I believe it's called a didgeridoo. Oh, um, yeah. That makes the... That... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then they have, um, like, the song, the song bowls where you, like, tap the outside mm-hmm. and you rub the stick around the bowl and it makes the singing. They're called singing bowls. And so it's just a bunch of stuff like that. And I believe it's, like, 20, 30 minutes. And it's just sound healing. And you kind of have to wait your turn. And when one group ends, 
um, they let the next group of people in, and they only do it for a couple hours a day. Mm-hmm. And the first day we missed it, and then the second day we went, and on Friday we were going to do it on Friday. And they had to put all of their instruments away and everything because of the, the thunder rain. and lightning. Yeah. <clears throat> because of the weather. And then we finally caught it on the very last day on Sunday. And so I was getting all worried because we missed it the first one. And then the second one, they had to shut everything down because of the weather. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, we caught it. And it ended up working out perfectly because they told us when we were all walking, everyone just lays down on the ground and people walk around and... Um, you know, they have, like, the rainmaker kind of sounds, yeah. and you just lay there and meditate, and um, they told us that we were the last group of the day, and that mm-hmm. was on Sunday, so that worked out perfectly, so I was super, super stoked that I got to do that this year, and we also did a really, really, really intense um, breathing meditation, like a breathing healing meditation on... Thursday oh my god I don't even remember I'm terrible um yeah I think it was Thursday and it was by the lake and um that was like the one of the most intense things that I've ever experienced and um my boyfriend Dave is like trained in Reiki and after we did the meditation he said that like everything that we did and everything that we experienced is very similar to Reiki and um and that's why it was so intense for us it was just a breathing exercise um but the guy that led it and like the music that he played and just the the physical state that you put your body in when you are like breathing that kind of way it's it's hard to explain without you know, being able to physically show someone like what you're supposed to do uh-huh. without really experiencing it yourself. Um, but the only thing that I'll say about that is that like I cried and everyone cried and it was just like <laughs> really, really intense. And even the guy said, he was like, if you hear other people making noise or if you yourself make noise or if, you know, it's normal for you to wail or, you know, some people might scream. <laughs> like, all these, like, really weird things. And he was like, it's normal. Like, your body is just going to react how it's supposed to react. I know, it sounds crazy. <laughs> I, like, I feel bad, but... like, laughing. But I, have you ever <laughs> have you ever seen that meme? Or it's, like, a vine of, um, of the Grinch doing yoga? <laughs> 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 that's just like, <laughs> like let out like whatever feeling inside and then he just starts screaming <laughs> yeah. no. that's okay. like the image no. I got in my head what we experienced like on a really intense <laughs> that's <a> perfect perfect <laughs> comparison oh that's <laughs> um, so funny I, no, that's... it was like people like I never felt <laughs> anything like that he was like you might feel your hands clench up and like your body might start to do weird things and like your body parts of your body might start to go numb and I I'm not kidding I swear to god like my whole mouth went numb while I was doing this and like part of my nose started to go numb and I was like laying down on the ground and he was like you're gonna have thoughts come to your head 
and you have to allow those thoughts to come process that process them and then let them go and so it's a really good time like to be able to like release anything that you had to release and I, I had some shit that I needed to to let go and so that was just like like the most healing and meaningful thing like it was really important for me and none of us had any idea that it was going to be that intense and it was mm-hmm. funny because at the beginning of the class when he was explaining to us like okay here's what we're gonna do and this is not like a, some light you know meditation and he was like if you thought that you were gonna come to this class and sit by the water and do a little meditating and body dog and be super happy. He was like, I'm sorry, but that's not what this is. This is going to be, we're going to go yeah. on a really, really intense journey. And it, you know, this is not a light meditation and it's going to be, you know, really heavy for a lot of people. And I was like, at one point I was in, laying down on the ground. And um, like I said, he told us, you know, if your hands clench up, that's normal. And I was laying down on the ground and I didn't even realize I was doing it at first, but I was literally like digging my nails into the ground because I was like clenching so hard. Like oh it's just, it was crazy. And it just goes to show, I mean, you know, some people believe in that stuff, but like, like just the whole idea of energy and meditating and breathing and what you're capable of doing mm-hmm. in like the right setting, it was just... I don't know it was crazy but that was like an amazing experience for all of us and like a great way to yeah it was on Thursday because it was like a great way to start off the festival like I was able to release a lot of things that I was feeling that I kind of had been burying for the past couple months and just like let it out and I just felt like so clean and like cleansed and I felt like my head was in the right place and I was like right I am ready for the weekend and ready for the rest of the festival and so that was just a really really awesome thing and then like I said I'm super excited that I finally got to do the the sound healing Mm -hmm. this year and we sat in on a salad class this year so a salad like yeah like a salad workshop like <laughs> s- like salad like eating yeah, salad and tying that into what i was saying earlier about music being such a small part of lightning in a bottle is there is so there is yoga and there is like dance classes and there's movement classes and there's meditation and there's workshops that you can go to and there's cooking classes and there's speakers that you can go listen to and like there's so much to do and they go on all day long there's sunrise Mm -hmm. yoga and sunset yoga and like morning prayers and like there are things to do all day long like from the moment the sun comes up until late in the night there is so much to do and it's all you know it's all part of the price and Mm -hmm. the cool thing is like like so for example the salad workshop we um kind of had a little bit of time to kill and I remembered seeing it on the schedule and Leanna and I were like oh like this is that that salad workshop and I remember because I remembered seeing it and it was called like toss a salad workshop or something (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh I think this is that that salad and so we sat and, and it was like these two girls and they were I think they were sisters and they were super cute and they were up there and um you know making salad we were there they were teaching (laughs) everyone how to make um like a citrus vinaigrette 
and um and then Liam oh and then we also um we went to this sermon kind of thing I guess you would call it just um listening and we went and listened to this guy talk about um like the future of psychedelic mushrooms and um like where it is with like scientific research and like the company that he works for and he just talked about that and then of course everything um that's going on with like the legalization of it right now and um so that was really interesting to just you know listen to him talk about that and so those are just a couple examples of the extra stuff hundreds of different classes and that Mm -hmm. they offer there's just I always tell people, I'm like, even if, there's no way that you could do everything because it's impossible. They offer way too much and like too, there's too much good stuff. Like I was going through the schedule when we first got there and circling, um, you know, classes that I was interested in. And then of course, on top of all of the classes, you also have to pay attention to the schedule, the lineup schedule for the <laughs> artists that you want to see. And it's like, you know, so there's just, yeah, there's endless amounts of things to do and um, you know, for the price that you pay for a ticket to go there, I just think it's worth every penny, you know? I mean, to, for the amount of time that you're there and then everything that they offer from not only musical artists, but the classes and then the interactive art that they have and things that you can climb on. And then, you know, it's just, it's so much. It's just, it's such a good festival. And that's why you know the festival the other festivals that i go to every year change every year some festivals i go to some and then i'll go to the others but lightning in a bottle is like that's my one that i do every single year after my first year in 2015 i was like yep i don't care who's getting married i don't care who's having a baby better plan that (laughs) around the festival missing it (laughs) yeah so would you recommend like so, like, I I still haven't been to a camping festival. And I've been going to raves for a while now, and I still haven't gone. Would you recommend Lightning in a Bottle being someone's first camping festival? Like, compared to, like, you camped at Nocturnal, right? Or yes. Beyond or whatever? Yes. One of the Insomniac ones? So, you would... Mm-hmm. You would recommend Lightning in a Bottle as a first camping festival over, like, something else, or? Um, I think that if you've never been camping at all before, maybe not Lightning in a Bottle, just because of the duration of the entire festival, because you get there on Wednesday, you leave on Monday, that's six days and five nights. That's a long time for Mm -hmm. someone who has never slept in a tent before and dealt with you know, all of the elements of everything that comes with a camping festival. Earth. <laughs> um, I think yeah. it, it kind of just depends on, like, the person. If you think that you could handle it, then maybe so. Or, you know, if you're someone that has thousands and thousands of dollars, then fall out and get one of the boutique camping packages and go glamping instead where they – provide the tent and the bed and air conditioning and all that for you you know because that is they had that they have like the they have different levels of boutique camping and um they have like a little village where those people camp and um they're like these little teepee huts 
and some of them sleep too and yeah they provide everything for you you have your own bathrooms your own showers you have your own bar (laughs) jeez yeah talk about glamping (laughs) oh god no um, no thanks that is something that i you know i'm like one year i would like to do it just to experience it yeah but um so I think it would depend on the person. Like I said, if you've never, ever, ever been camping before in your life, then maybe go to a shorter one, mm-hmm. like um, a weekend one. You know, that's just a couple nights. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I If you've been camping before, I don't think it really matters. Like, you and I, you know, we grew yeah. up going camping together and... So you know how to camp and all of that. You just have to remind yourself that you're there for that long because a lot of people will go to Lightning in a Bottle for the first time and have never done like a festival or anything for that length of time. And, you know, they go super, super hard. Like the first like day. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But like, remember, you're here for like an entire week. So you got to, you know, just keep in mind that you have to pace yourself and your energy and all of that because it is a long time to be there but mm-hmm. at the same time you know it does go by really fast six days sounds like a long time but you get there and set up camp and before you know it you're packing up and going home and it's over in the blink of an eye <laughs> mm. yeah it's, so. it's crazy how it's like you have all this anticipation for something and you're like waiting and waiting and then all of a sudden it happens and then it's just done I hate, I hate that feeling. I hate it so much. Like, I felt like that for, like, Ultra. I, we were just, like, we were waiting and waiting and waiting. And we were like, oh, my God, we're going Ultra. Like, blah, 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 just waiting. And then it happened, and then it was just done. And you're just like, wow, that, that was, it. like, geez. Yeah, All this waiting that's, for that's exactly two days. That I prepare for and I get pumped up for every year. Like I said, I go to other festivals throughout the year, but this is like, this is the one. This is it, and I get so excited. You know, like, you. It's usually around like November, December is when I really start itching, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm ready to go back. I'm like halfway through the year, like uh, my body's ready, my soul is ready, and you know, you spend all this time preparing and getting ready, and then. And then it's over, and it's like, <laughs> like, that's it. You gotta wait a whole, a whole another year, year. Until you get to do it again. Oh, I really want to go next year. I'm, I'm gonna make it happen. Like, I'm gonna make it happen. Like when I say, I plan, I plan my other activities around lightning in a bottle. You know, that's like lightning in a bottle is home. It's such a special place for me, mm-hmm. and just like and I mean nobody really knows if it's going to stay at this new venue but there's just a lot of changes but a lot of good changes this year like a change of the people that were there and just like smaller group and new venue and new memories and like I said aside from the weather like it was just all good things this year I got to do meditations and I got to go to more classes which is what I always want to do and um yeah, overall, it was just, it was a really, really, really good year. With the exception of, you know, obviously, I miss the old venue a lot. Like, mm-hmm. that venue is always going to have a special place in my heart. And it was really hard the first few days to 
kind of accept like okay this is it but once you know he kind of got over it and accepted that you know this is it at least for now um then it was you know it was just like being the vibe felt a little bit different i don't know if it's because of the venue change or the location change Mm -hmm. i mean it was still lightning in a bottle it just felt like liana and i were talking about it felt there was something that was just like slightly different this year but it was still you know still just as good um and then I don't think I mentioned this earlier that one of the only other differences was um, like the main stage was a lot smaller. The mm-hmm. lightning stage was way, way small. And they completely like the woogie and the, and the thunder stage still had the same design. They mm-hmm. were like the exact same structure. Um, but the lightning stage was a completely different design this year. And the stage was a lot smaller, but um, other than that, you know, lightning in a bottle is lightning in a bottle is lightning in a bottle (laughs) that was one of our sayings um over the week that liana kind of came up with that was our um kind of our motto for the entire time that we were there that i've kind of brought over back into regular life is we kept saying it is what it is what it is what it is (laughs) and we're like that's (laughs) that's you know gotta kind of have that mentality yeah through everyday life it is what it is what it is what it is yeah it is what it is you can't really you know control things and you just gotta let things go sometimes and I know that is like a hard thing to like obviously it's easier said than done but Uh yeah sometimes you just gotta you know it is what it is what it is what it is I try to tell myself you know you can't you can't stop change any more than you can stop the sun from setting. So, yep. And it's just up to you how you react to the changes, you know, what mm-hmm. matters. And that's the our whole the whole thing that we tried to do the entire time, Leanna and I. We just kept saying that, we're like, you know, we just have to go into it with a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. And because <clears throat> we can get upset about the venue change and we can get upset about this and that and ABC, but at the end of the day is it gonna bring it back to the old venue no is it Mm. gonna bring it back to the old dates no at least not right now you know maybe a couple years from now it'll you know it'll go back who knows we don't know but Mm -hmm. we had a great fucking time so do you know why it changed venues they didn't Um, want them there well I, i forget i mean there's you know, people have different reasons, but the main reason is I think the county that it was in and Bradley just didn't want it there anymore. And um, I think another big reason was they wanted to open up because Lightning in a Bottle was always over Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to reopen um, the recreational area that it was in back open to the public for Memorial Day weekend mm-hmm. because they believed that it being open to the public for families to camp as opposed to the festival would make them more money, which doesn't really seem to make sense because uh, yeah, how would a festival no. with 40,000 people plus all the vendors and everything yeah. make you less money than how much you would make from just regular family camping. But yeah, no, that's, that's, oh God. So they just, they wanted it to be open to the public for Memorial Day weekend again. And, um, and um, the new venue that it was at already had 
um, at Buena Vista Lake where it was this year, they already had something booked for Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Like there's already something going on or some kind of event or um, whatever, which is why they had to book it for the weekend that it was. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's hard to say if it's going to go back to Memorial Day weekend next year, or if we're going to keep the same dates. Um, we don't really know. I guess we just kind of have to wait and see yeah wait and see and um there is a a little whisper going around on reddit that Mm. some people that work for lightning in a bottle have said that there is a possibility over the next couple of years that it could go back to the old venue um i don't know how much truth there is behind it but there's like I said, there's little whispers here yeah. and there. I I wouldn't mind at all if it went back to the old venue, just because, like I said, that venue will always have a place in my heart, and I love the Bradley venue. But on Facebook, um, I've been reading a lot of people say otherwise. A lot of people like think that this is the best venue and that they like it way better than Bradley, and that it's so much better. And you know, there's pros and cons to both. I mm-hmm. think. A lot of people really enjoyed, like I said, that it was flat and that there was no hills. And I think a lot of people also liked that it was smaller this year. Um, so, you know, to each their own, everyone has their own opinion. Yeah. I <clears throat> wouldn't mind it going back to the, the older venue, but we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. It be seems... Happy, be happy with what we've got. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it seems like it's a trend. Well, not really a trend, but like... A lot of festivals lately are changing, like, Mm -hmm. locations, like, Lightning in a Bottle, that was a huge location change, um, Ultra, (laughs) you can say bye to Ultra Miami, that's never happening again, Yeah. like, that's a, that was huge, and, like, you know, they've been there for, like, 20 years, and, um, what's it called, uh, Holy Ship, holy ship's not gonna be a ship anymore and they're just oh yeah i remember i remember reading about that and i was like mm-hmm. but that, i know it, that whole, that was the whole point i know <laughs> yeah now they're gonna that's be something, and that's, somewhere yeah, that's else because that that was one that i always wanted to do i always was like yeah one of these years i want to do holy ship and I know. Yeah, you know. It's crazy. It's I don't know what's going on really, but it's it honestly seems like it's the locations themselves like for Ultra Miami, like they pretty much kicked them out of Miami and they didn't uh-huh. want them there anymore, which was insane in my opinion because it's like it's like what you said. It brings in so much money. Like, you know, like, tourism, all that stuff. So, I find it very odd that a lot of stuff, like, a lot of these festivals are having to change locations and stuff like that. Like, I'm sure there's a million reasons why, you know, but it's just, it's odd to me. And it's odd that it's happening to a lot of different festivals. Mm Yeah, I've kind of noticed that too. So, but like I said, you know, it's just... Change is change is change. <laughs> yeah, you know, can't expect things to stay the same forever. 
And that's part of having a festival is like growth and change. And that's something that Lightning in a Bottle kept trying to like preach out to us before the festival because there was so much controversy about the new venue and the date changes and everything. And um, they were like, you know, any part of having a festival is accepting change and you know things can't stay the same forever and you just kind of have to go with the flow and let things unfold and hope for the best I guess and Mm -hmm. thankfully for lightning in a bottle you know for the most part it it seemed like it worked out so and I think that there were minimal issues considering that even though it's not a new festival still having at a new venue you know you always expect to have like a lot of hiccups and bumps Mm -hmm. in the road and I think there were a couple minor things here and there like my box office situation and the people that they had working at the box office didn't really seem like they knew what they were doing and Mm -hmm. um I really have to would have to applaud them because I think there was just you know at least from our end and our experience that we had over the weekend and based off of the feedback that I've seen on Facebook and Reddit and social media, it's been just a lot of positive response to like all of the changes that came with this year's lightning in a bottle. And, um, everyone just seems like they were pretty happy. Oh, they did have to shut the festival down for a couple hours on Friday in the middle of the day because they thought that, um, it was either Friday or Saturday. I think it was Friday because there was still a thunder and lightning storm um, oh, yeah. in the weather report. And they were worried. Um, like there was lightning closer than seven miles away. So for the safety of everyone, they mm-hmm. shut the festival. And I think it was only shut down for like two or three hours. Oh, that's not bad. But, you know, we got notifications sent yeah. to our phone, and they were like, find safety and take shelter because lightning is coming and made a big deal about it. And then and then the storm ended up completely passing us. Mm-hmm. And so, like, two hours later, we got a text, and they were like, the storm passed us. Like, festival is back on. And, and I remember there was some people that were – we overheard these guys talking – about it later at night and they were like yeah we were all the way at the woogie because from where we were at our campgrounds the woogie stage was like the farthest point that was like on the completely opposite side of the festival and he was like yeah we were at the woogie and they made all of us leave and by time we got all the way back to camp like (laughs) they could go back (laughs) yeah you could like turn around and go back jeez um but you know that's not really in our control mother nature it was just Mother Nature crazy over the weekend. <laughs> Mother Nature has been crazy everywhere in the oh, last yeah. month. Insane. Like EDC, they had to I don't know, I don't really know what exactly happened. I mean, I wasn't there, but Leanna was. <laughs> yeah, and I heard um she something about like the wind shut it down for a little bit too cuz the high wind and they had to take parts of the stages down and yeah. it was like really really cold this year and um and then you know like I said I live in Tahoe and it's what May 22nd 23rd something yeah. like that and it's still it is still snowing like it snowed for like 3 hours yesterday and when I woke up this morning there was snow and it's supposed to snow and rain off and on for like the next week and a half. It's just like it's insane. Like, Hello, we are almost in June and like, it's still snowing and hailing and raining up here. It's just the yeah. weather has been 
insane it seems like in just a lot of the the west coast mm-hmm. yeah it was it's been pouring here down in the yeah. bay too like crazy like i was working yesterday and it started sprinkling and i was outside and i was like oh great and just like i worked a, a concert the other day or like last week or whatever um it was pouring rain yeah that was horrible oh i'm i'm, I'm over it over it (laughs) Uh, but I'm glad you had fun at lightning in a bottle and I'm really happy to hear that you know even even though it changed like locations it still was like good unlike Mm -hmm. ultra everyone was complaining about it yeah no I didn't really have that big problem with it of our situation and Mm-hmm. You just got to, in a situation like that, it's, I just, I try to keep a positive attitude Yeah. most of the time in life. And <clears throat> my, um, like what I usually do to deal with situations like that is I, you know, I'm like, just kind of laugh it off. Like when I get in shitty situations like that, I'm just like, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> this, is what it, <laughs> this is what it is. Like I can sit here and cry about it and be upset, but not going to change what's happening so, yeah you know i'm just like <laughs> like this is this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we did you know i mean like yeah it sucked a little bit i think the only thing that really sucked that i would complain about is the fact that some of our stuff in our tent got wet mm-hmm. but you know even still like things dry put them outside and once after the first rain we kind of Dave and I had some extra tarps and so we kind of tied tarps like to the top of our tent um, and connected it to our shade structure so we created like a little overhang in between our shade structure and the tent Mm -hmm. with the tarps that we had and you know I just like I know some people like got really really pissed off about the rain and some people were really upset and I just kept saying I was like you know it's all part of the experience like you you know, if worse, I mean, honestly, like if you go to a camping music festival and everything goes perfectly and like the weather is the same every single day and nothing crazy happens and you have no stories to tell, like, where's the fun in that? You know, yeah. like, you just had like an, an insane weekend and then, you know, just like all of these crazy things. And, and I'm like, it just made for like such an eventful and like memorable weekend. And yeah. I guess, you know, we just made the best of it and we had a great time. It was a really... Like, easily, I mean, every year I go to Lightning in a Bottle, it gets better and better every year. Just a lot of good, and I just mm-hmm. hope that, um, you know, other people that went had a good time the same way that we did. And I'm looking forward to next year. Me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. I've come for, like, the past couple of years. I, I know. look forward to you finally getting to go. It's gonna be awesome. I'm I'm praying I can go if if they yeah. keep it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. It's gonna happen. I'm yeah. It's gonna happen. <laughs> That's all you have to tell yourself. Yeah, you just gotta keep that mindset. I'm going. It's gonna happen. I know I'm it's going. gonna happen. Like will it, that shit into the universe, you know, and the universe will respond. Well, thank you for talking to me about lightning in a bottle. I very much appreciated it. I hope to go next year it was nice hearing your side of it because i mean you're a veteran of lightning in a bottle so (laughs) i knew you knew what you were talking about (laughs) next year i'm gonna 
next year will be year six for me, so... Boy. <laughs> and I just get more excited every year that passes that the number gets... I mean, I couldn't even believe it this year that this was my fifth year. I was like, man, that's, you know, that's a good amount, so... Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I was, like, more than thrilled when you asked me to talk about it. I was like, sure, I got all kinds of things <laughs> to say. <laughs> thank you again for um, interviewing me and letting me be on your podcast. I am honored. Yeah, I'll probably have you on my podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. It's me, DJ Soups. Thank you for listening to this episode. I know it was kind of a long one and it was a little different, but I hope you enjoyed um listening to Mackenzie talk about lightning in a bottle and if you guys ever get a chance to go it definitely is a festival I would recommend I haven't been yet but I'm for sure planning on going next year I've been wanting to go for a while but just things keep getting in the way but I'm gonna make it happen this next this coming year so again thanks for listening uh be sure to follow me on twitter at dj soups and then instagram at dj underscore soups uh i tend to post a lot of updates on instagram so follow me there um feel free to tweet at me what you guys liked etc also don't forget to check out bff.fm my show on there um i have two episodes up right now um and my spotify playlist don't forget about that um i post a lot of good music on there and it changes every week so you do not want to miss out on what i post So again, thanks for listening, and I will see you guys later. What's the soup with DJ Soups?